episode 26 with Magdalena Abrego. She just put a record out with her duo project, Umbrella Pine, with Allison Burrick. And she's doing a lot to help artists during this, whatever this is, global health crisis. All right, links are in spots, and thanks for listening, and email me at knockoutginger at gmail.com. And F all the haters. I have the general sort of like American stereotypical impression that you're taken care of, so I'm sure that we're taken care of. Yeah, by like the government, your employers. Like you're the like greener, the greener side. You're like the other side of the fence. Yeah, uh, musicians are fucked here. Like self-employed musicians. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think that's just a global problem. Yeah. Yeah. What is what has that been like for you? So you work at the Rex, but you, you gig and do you teach as well? I don't teach. I've never taught. Um, and I don't really make, I play a lot, but I don't really make money playing. Yeah. So you're not like using that for food and rent and such. So no, no, not really. So that's not too bad then, I guess. Yeah. For the most part, but like, I'm I'm doing fine, you know, but compared to other people, but it's still like kind of dark. I don't know. No, for sure. For sure. Part of me is like, is this the end of the world? Did I really like make it to that apocalypse moment? That's just like, that's just like a fleeting thought I have, like maybe every 15 minutes. And then in the interim, <laughs> I'm like, things are totally fine. Things are great. I've got yeah, are, everything's fine is it like um what's it like there um it's very strange there are not very many people outside and i live in a very busy part of cambridge and it's really strange not seeing people outside i've been going yeah. out for bike rides pretty much every day and i'm going into like full like tony hawk pro skater mode and just like biking on the sidewalk and like biking on the grass and like biking down the wrong side of the street or like whatever because there's no one around (laughs) at all it's really wild which i mean it's a good thing right like we're trying to like not spread uh this virus around but it is very surreal yeah it's crazy i live like right downtown like you can like maybe exactly central Toronto. I don't know. And there's, there's still some people, but it's, it's so empty compared to usual. Yeah. It's, it's super wild. I mean, I definitely wonder how long this is going to last. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it kind of, yeah. I don't know. I think I, it feels like Canada's kind of like ahead of the curve a little bit. So it's not going to get super crazy here, but it sounds like maybe other places haven't been, I mean, like places in Europe are straight up fucked. They're, they're going to be, uh, like dinged up for possibly years. Maybe. I don't know. doesn't sound like it's well, that's, going great for them. I mean, well, that's the thing, right? Like, I think a lot of people are like, 
it's all good. Like your gigs are getting rescheduled or whatever, but that's kind of not the point. Um, there's, I guess, the immediate need for money, right, to make rent and things like that. But there's also just like the sort of general repercussion of just not having income for potentially two or three months. Um, it definitely messes up long-term plans, <laughs> uh, yeah. mine included for sure. I mean, I'm very fortunate in that I have a salary position at a college and so I'm okay. And like, I get to work remotely and like, I'm, I'm fine, but my freelance work makes up a huge portion of my income and it's gone. Like it was gone over like 24 hours. Like everything started canceling and now I'm like, oh, okay, this uh, really affects what I had planned for the rest of the year. I'm also really flexing the remote teaching muscle. I'm like, okay, I need to get into the whole Skype lesson game because I, I really need it. Yeah, I've like, <laughs> as someone who's never taught a lesson, maybe now is not the time to start. You know, like, or maybe now is the time because if the lesson's going terribly, you can just sort of like shut off the camera and then text them and be like, "Weird technical difficulties." Sorry. <laughs> yeah, my computer is broken and I don't like you. Uh, don't call me anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That would just that would be such aggressive ghosting, like student teacher ghosting. <laughs> it's happened to me before. Oh my god. Wait, yeah, so have you ever taken a remote lesson? Cuz I've I've given remote lessons in the past like outside of the whole like COVID-19 lockdown, but um I've never taken one. No, me neither. Yeah. I don't even I don't like lessons. <laughs> so Yeah, so I feel like I've learned a lot about you just in this first 5 minutes. <laughs> I've never taught. <laughs> so talk to me about the never teaching thing because um I'm always interested in that because i i really love teaching on one hand but i also feel like it's kind of an inescapable part of being a working musician nowadays so what is your relationship to teaching that you don't want to do it if i may ask uh, um it's like i work so hard to undo the things that school did to me oh and, yeah um there's just a whole like well i guess i could use that to teach but i guess i also don't want to i don't know it's a bit of everything but i think um, all that I've ever gotten from lessons is like, uh, like band-aids or something like, mm. it's just stuff that, I don't know. I just like to figure everything out on my own and that's how I've always done it. So I just, that's all I know. Yeah. I, I, for the most part, I totally respect that and get that. Like I, I do think that one of the things that is generally underdeveloped in music students is cr the critical thinking piece <laughs> um, yeah. instead of just sort of like plug and play solutions and this sort of like assembly line of teachers making tiny versions of themselves <laughs> because it's really easy to do that, right? Like you know what you do best and you know how if you're a teacher, you probably know how to show someone else how to do that, but that's not necessarily what you should actually be teaching. But doing doing what you're talking about, uh, sort of like the free exploration and figuring things out on your own, it's very difficult to teach. Um, and I, I've had a handful of teachers in the past who have taught me in that way, and it has been life changing. Like that's the stuff that that uh, that really impacts your playing in a way that 
empowers you and your own own voice, at least in my experiences. But I, I tend to also be anti-institution like you. So, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. That has a lot to do with it, also. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think like it's we can't really as artists and musicians we can't really we can only do so much as far as how people hear and like feel about us and aside from like me wanting people to uh like my music or like enough to somewhat have a career or something like i think one of the first things that I, like, I would love for someone to hear me and if they don't immediately immediately like it, I at least want them to sort of be like, does he know how to play? Like, is he, <laughs> has he done this before? Like, that's an element that I, I love that. Like, the first time I heard Chris Dave, I was like, has he played the drums before? <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> I love that too i i love it so much and i think it's um it's for a few reasons i think that um i love the tension that that creates in an audience sometimes um like especially like when i'm the performer in that situation (laughs) and i'm just playing uh unconventional things on guitar and then i feel like audience members shifting in their seats it's like it's the best thing because it's you know on one hand I'm definitely the type of person that enjoys extremes so let's let's acknowledge that but I also think it's like the worst the worst thing that can happen when you play is to get a lukewarm reaction right like you either want to upset people or you want them to just get it in a way that's really um, moving, I think. And and that's true for me, at least. And it sounds like it might be true for you, too. Yeah, and I think maybe that's why um, no one came to my gig last week. <laughs> Wait, you know, because, like, because they don't want that sort of discomfort? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's a... Oh yeah, this I don't know. This just makes me think about so many things with like audience and performers. Like I do wonder if people go to shows for the ritual of it all. Like do they want the expected? <laughs> um or do they want something that's going to sort of like shake them out of uh their typical experience? I don't know. I think every person's different and every performance is different certainly, but but maybe do you have like a do you have a history of <laughs> of uh making people uncomfortable with your strange bass sounds yeah definitely has anyone Um, ever said anything like super like strange to you after a gig in regards to that specifically not really i think uh recently a couple people have told me that they don't like some of my songs Mm. the podcast intro theme being one of them oh yeah Whoa. It's weird. It keeps it just keeps coming up. Like I want to know how someone says that though. Cuz that like I feel like people think stuff like that a lot, but they don't say things like that. So was someone just like, "Hey man, I'll be on your podcast. But you got to change that shitty intro music." <laughs> no, it <laughs> it, usually, it usually comes from like uh someone who's at the show that I don't know and they're like I usually open with it. 
or I open one of the sets with it. It's like a, it's kind of like a good uh, warm up sort of find your bearings sort of song. Sure. And uh, usually people come up to me and they're like, "Whoa, I loved it!" But that one you started with, like, what, what is, what, what? Why do you have that there? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I feel like when people come to talk to me after I've like just played and I like haven't even like packed up my stuff yet, you know, <laughs> some like eager undergrad music student or something. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it can be very awkward, especially when like, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but like sometimes I'll be in that situation and someone will come up to me and they'll just start asking me like theoretical questions about what I just played. <laughs> oh no, I don't have that problem. And I'm just like... <laughs> this is not the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thankfully for me, like no one hears me and they're like, Oh, I'm going to ask him how to play. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that for sure. That's, um, that's so funny. Uh, do you have any gigs on the books that aren't canceled? I do. I mean, I definitely have, I think the earliest gig that hasn't been canceled is at the end of May at the jazz gallery. Um, but like, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, Who's yeah. that with? That's going to be with um, Kalia. She has a new uh, project that she's putting together. So that should be fun. I'm excited. Um, if it happens. <laughs> uh, which, which Kalia? Uh, Vandiver. Oh yeah. 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 Right. Um, I, I, for some reason, I was thinking a Boston person. Oh, yeah, no. There are no people in Boston. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Just get, just let's set the record straight there. Um, yeah, so that should be cool. I mean, so the funny thing that's happened is like, so Umbrella Pine released our record. Um, and then everything with COVID 19 happened pretty much right after and so it was funny because we released the record and we were kind of like oh like we won't tour because I have a kind of a crazy schedule and Allie is trying to finish grad school so we were like we're just not going to tour the record we're just going to like put it out into the world and like the people who matter to us will hear it and whatever um and we were doing it super like DIY self-release kind of way but then all these shows started like falling into our laps and then we started getting like really excited. So we booked like a ton of shows. We even booked like a miniature Canadian tour, which you're a part of. (laughs) And then everything with COVID-19 happened and we canceled all of it. And, uh, that has been a huge drag. (laughs) Um, like, so are you not doing Canada at all anymore? No, we're planning on July still like certainly not making that call. Yeah. Like, I have every intention of still going to Canada in July. I think that uh, I'm very optimistic about May. Like, I'm like, I think May will probably happen. Like, my gigs in May that haven't been canceled, I'm like, that'll probably work. I really hope so. It's just hard because, like, that particular gig is in New York, and I know New York is, you know, the sky is falling there right now, so I don't know, even if things are calmed down in Boston, I don't know what New York is going to be like at that point, so that's a little bit of a concern. Yeah, they're fucked. Yeah, it's really Um, rough. I tried to warn everyone, but none of them listen to this podcast. (laughs) 
We're still, we're still fucking playing it every week. <laughs> um, have you been like uh, conspiracy theorizing or like talking about doomsday prepping on your podcast? I haven't listened to the most recent rec- uh, episode. <laughs> no, I like. I think I've t- I've kind of fallen off. Like I haven't done many. I think the last one I did, there haven't there wasn't any anything to worry about yet. Yeah, yeah. I I have also fallen off the podcast train. I have two more episodes of the season and I've just been really dragging my feet on releasing them. Um my personal life has just been like really, really crazy. Um and so I don't know what to say to my podcast audience. I'm releasing a new episode this weekend and I'm like, do I address that? I just like ghosted my audience for a month. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I just like, I made a joke in my intro. The last one I put out, I was like the long awaited return. And then I just like never talked about it again, (laughs) but uh, it's hard to like, it was super easy for me to knock one out a week when I didn't have a job. Oh yeah, and I was unemployed for all those months. Mm-hmm. But now that I, it's just like there's just more, there's just less time. Yes, I feel that. Yes, um, it's yeah, it's been a lot. But yeah, how is the podcasting stuff going? I mean, thankfully we can still be our podcasting selves during the uh, end of days because we don't have to be in the same room as someone else but um how has that been right. going for you what are it give me the updates are you uh, are you still podcasting did you give up and burn all of your equipment i kind of gave up for a bit like just because based on time but um i'm back into it nice. i think i did like i did two weeks in a row at the end of february and i've recorded two since then I don't know. Slowly getting back at it. Um, I still can't believe people want to do it. <laughs> like be on your show or record their own shows? Be on my show. Wait, why do you say that? Uh, there's like nothing in it for anyone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Like at, at this point, people are <laughs> strictly donating their time to me, you know? <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say that about so many things, though. And I I don't I don't agree. I think that there is something in it for the guests on your show, for sure. Um, But that's really funny because I I have that same feeling over things that I do, too. So uh, (laughs) I definitely understand the feeling. Um, Do you feel I wonder? So, okay, something that I have come up against since we talked last is like this general frustration over the fact that all of my interviews are already recorded because as I've edited episodes, I've learned so much about what to do and what not to do as a podcast host, but I can't do anything about it because all the audio is already recorded. So I definitely regret that structure. I I would much rather do something a little bit more live where I'm recording week to week. Um, this is this is something that i learned for sure yeah so what have do you feel like you have gotten better at podcasting um or or do you feel like you i don't know hear a difference um i don't really know i don't think i've 
I'm not sure if I've made much progress, honestly. <laughs> but uh, I think that I'm getting more okay with the fact that I don't need to... I'm getting more comfortable with garbage. So, like, I don't sit down and, like, nitpick every little edit and, like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the more episodes i do the more comfortable i am with just like mostly cutting out things that people shouldn't hear opposed to like making it sound like a nice clean interview you know that's mostly where i'm at um and like definitely it just it just becomes when you backlog your episodes or like have them in the can for too far ahead of time it just becomes work yes um totally it's yeah it it becomes like kind of less exciting too because you have this distance from it yeah um like if if i record a podcast and edit it then start editing the next day it's like still fun totally Yeah, yeah yeah and there's i mean yeah there's a sort of irrelevancy to it and i don't know like as a listener i do like all of the sort of bumps in the road that come from organic conversation and I know not all listeners are like that like some people do like highly produced shows um and I think I think for the purposes of your show I definitely appreciate the sort of uh candid character of the conversation so I've been sort of listening more have you have you uh like checked anything out recently that's worth talking about oh my gosh I probably have um, let me think about that for a half second. Um, you know what? I'm going to take the leap of opening up my little podcast library, seeing if I have any goodies to share with you. I'm going to make a lot of extraneous noise for a second. So get excited. Um, okay. I did listen to this one podcast and... <laughs> It's completely unrelated to music, but it is related to Canada, if that gives me any um, points. Uh, It was a CBC podcast, and it was so dark. Um, It was about this, uh, like, satanic panic of the 80s. (laughs) Um, Are you familiar with that term, satanic panic? No. So it's basically, like, uh, a term that's, like, associated with, like, conservatives being really freaked out about Satanism. So there was, like, this crazy scandal that happened where, like, a bunch of kids told their parents that they were being, like, ritually tortured by Satanists in their town. And there were, like, a string of arrests and, like, all of this, like, international coverage of this story. And then at some point the kids were like, just kidding, we made it all up. (laughs) Um it was Jesus. really, really dark and and really crazy. I mean, it really um, taps into a lot of sort of like deeply held puritanical beliefs that people have. I mean, even to this day, like even the idea that children don't lie, it's just like this sort of thing that we all uh, subscribe to, even though it makes no sense and isn't true at all. <laughs> so that's something that I listened to recently. That was uh, that was fun. Highly recommend. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I listened to another show recently that I have to tell you about because uh, it's it's like even more absurd than what I just told you. Um, I listened to this show called Radio Rental and it's like all these collected stories that people 
uh, share with the host about just like weird stuff that has happened to them in their life, like weird like glitches in the simulation that is our universe. <laughs> um, for instance, like seeing someone who looks exactly like your partner and interacting with them and them knowing you and, but they're like dressed really differently than your partner dresses and then they leave and then it turns out like that wasn't your partner and your partner was like at a different part of town or something like, like weird, like super weird, like little tidbits of life that don't make any sense. Whoa. What's it called? Radio. Radio rental. Radio rental. And it's, it's like a cool format in terms of like production um, because the show is structured um, such that it's like an old VHS store <laughs> and they like will pop in a VHS tape and you'll listen to it. And that's like the story. And I think the host is uh, Rain Wilson. He's like the actor who narrates. So it's cool. Highly recommend. Sweet. Yeah. How about you? What have you been listening to? Um, lots of Peter Broatsman. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. It feels like end of the world music, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if it makes me feel better or worse, but it feels like it's right. <laughs> Wait, that's a good question. So I wonder this right now a lot about my fellow musicians and just fellow humans in general. When there's a crisis, do you prefer like crisis music, or do you prefer music that gives you comfort in a sort of um, I don't know gentle way or a more of like a sentimental kind of way i mean i guess you prefer crisis music <laughs> yeah I get, i'm not sure i really don't know i think a bit of both probably yeah because there's some there's some i've been finding some pretty comforting broatsmen believe it or not oh i mean and i guess like crisis music is comforting like, for your music to align with your reality, that is comforting. It's just comforting in a different kind of way. Right. Um, yeah. So, like, there's this the second record he did with Heather Lee. Okay. It's called Sparrow Nights. Sparrow Nights. It's, okay. It's uh, Peter, Peter Broatsman and Heather Lee on pedal steel. And Ooh. he just put out a solo record called I Surrender, Dear. And he's just playing standards by himself wow okay i'm writing all this down okay and then i've been going back and forth between like broatsman and motion city soundtrack and like blink 182 like the only person oh, on earth who's gosh. ever done that <laughs> literally the only person on earth that listens to both of those things i do this thing where i so i have or I don't, shouldn't say I do this thing. I'm trying this thing where I took all of the music off of my phone. And every time I search for something on Apple Music, I then delete it. So I don't fall into a trap of just like listening to the same stuff over and over again. Oh, interesting. That's cool. So I have to like go out of my way to find something that I want to hear. Yeah. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it has a huge effect. Like, I think I'm, 
I think I'm maybe just searching for the same stuff over and over again in a lot of situations, but. I don't know. I think it might have an effect. Like this really makes me think about my experiences buying pre-made lunch (laughs) at work. So like if I, so I have like a terrible habit of not bringing my lunch to work and then just like going out to lunch um, because where I work is uh, in an area of the city that has a bunch of like restaurants and like takeout food and stuff like that. And so, but I end up, do you work on the campus? Um, I, I do, but I work in a building that is not, it's not an academic building. So we work in a, just like a brownstone off Newberry street. And, um, so it like looks like a normal building and there are no students there. It's incredible. (laughs) Highly recommend. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I often find myself like standing in front of like the same sort of assortment of sandwiches and I'll just like pick the same sandwich just over and over again <laughs> and then complain about it. I feel like you're doing the sort of like musical equivalent of like venturing away from the same sandwich over and over again. I do think it has an effect whether or not it's like having some sort of profound long-term effect. I don't know, but at least in the, sort of immediate future i think you're at least sort of embracing that sort of like old school idea that you have to work for music like work to get some music um this makes me like think of uh one of like the stories that susan alcorn shared in our conversation on my show where like she talks about like taking like a rowboat to a record shop (laughs) and i'm like yeah we got to like work for the, our music. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> that's crazy though. Like, yeah, I live, I can walk to two record shops from my place in probably five minutes. And I've been there. I've been to one of them once in four months. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's some dedication. If you said you got to row your boat to the record shop, <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, I think there's, like, a romantic part of me that, like, loves that. But there's also just, like, the entire rest of me that's like, nah, it's okay. I'll, I'll just go on yeah. band camp. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Um, yeah, I'm, like, I'm trying to be proactive about, like, supporting the community, like, through input output and things like that. But it's, 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 we're in a bit of a tough situation because it's, like, I'm basically soliciting the world for money um for musicians but it's a weird time to be asking anyone for money like musician or not everyone in every industry is really feeling this economically and so um i mean i'm definitely i'm trying but uh it's just rough it's rough times and like what a weird experience like this virus showed up and canceled all my gigs like i I could never have guessed that this was what my 2020 was going to look like. Um, yeah, it's it's nuts. It's absolutely not like when you break it down that way. Yeah, this is it is like the worst movie ever. I'm on the input output Instagram right now. Yes, cool. And are you? So you're sharing someone different each day. 
yeah like a link to their albums and stuff so we have like a few things in the pipeline to try to generate some revenue for people one of the things that we're doing is io daily which is a social media campaign that i started where yeah we feature one artist or band in our story every day with very clear directions of how to support them if you're interested and have the financial cap capacity to do so um and so i'm starting with just people that i know who have posted about COVID 19 um and uh and i'm also opening it up to nominations from the general community and also people are welcome to nominate themselves especially if they're dealing with some financial issues so that's one thing that we're doing and that i'm also going to like repurpose all that material into like a newsletter format that we send out to like our uh, input output family that's not necessarily checking our social media regularly. So trying to spread the word about ways to support musicians right now. And then we also have like a virtual concert series in the works that should be really fun and interesting. And like, you know, I think that like my whole thought about all of this is like, yeah, it would be like really sick if like we posted about you in our story and you sold like a few extra records that day in reality, like that's probably not going to help you like a ton financially. I think it's more about the morale of it all. Like I just want to be someone who's like, I see you and I see that you're struggling right now and I'm going to try to help you right now. And I can't send you a check, but I can do this. Um, and we're trying to be creative about what those things are, but uh, so far, that's what we've got. We've got, like, our social media campaigns and some, like, virtual performances coming up. And it's also, like, I'm hoping with the virtual performances thing that it's also a money generator for the musicians performing, but also that it's just important for people to have outlets right now, whether you're on the performer side or the audience side. Having that space to kind of, like, do your thing is really important still. And... You know, I'm just, I'm just like trying stuff and this is the time to try things, I think. And this is the time to just like lean on your support systems and create support systems and just like do whatever you can. And I understand that people don't necessarily have the money to even spend $10 on Bandcamp right now, but in that case, like share the post or like whatever, but, um, or nominate yourself so that maybe you can get that $10 uh, for yourself. I mean, for me, it's like, I don't really have that $10 either right now, but I'm doing what I can. Like, even if it means like having like a can of like $1 soup and then using like the rest of the money I would typically spend on lunch and using it on Bandcamp, uh, I'm trying things. I mean, and I don't say that to make myself some sort of like saintly figure. I think it's just like, I feel like there's such an urgency around this right now that I just want to educate people about ways of thinking. Yeah. And like, I mean, doing anything is awesome. Like Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a balance, right? It's like you kind of have to practice what you preach. Like if you're telling someone else to take action, then you need to take that action yourself. And maybe it doesn't look like you writing checks to all the musicians you love, but maybe it looks like you doing something much more uh, on a much more micro scale. But all of those little things really do help. Um, so I feel very confident that musicians are going to adapt. I mean, it's 2020 where everyone's like, all good. I'm just going to like put my 
concert online and like charge ticket fees that way like we're adapting for this time it's just like i think it's what we it's more about what we talked about earlier which is like the long-term effects of this um i think that we're gonna ride this out obviously um but uh i think that it's going to definitely put a bruise on our community as a whole uh, yesterday I ate a whole box of Triscuits. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> Glad to know you're rationing your goods. <laughs> yeah. I went to, um, I went to like the drugstore pharmacy, whatever, whatever you guys call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday. And there was like no one in there. There was food everywhere. Wow. I bought, I bought toilet paper. Nice. Like, everything was fine. Or not toilet paper. Uh, paper towel. Nice. That's great. I, I went to the grocery store today, and there was pretty much everything except no frozen food and no onions for some reason. Like, I don't know why there were no onions in sight, but... um. <laughs> Damn. It's weird. I don't know how the world works anymore. People are hoarding onions and toilet paper. I don't understand anything. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a wild that's a wild one. <laughs> um, who are your are you allowed to say who your next podcast guests are? Uh yeah, I mean, fuck it. Uh the next episode is gonna be a Patreon exclusive, which is it's a bonus episode with Ann Rhodes, who's a vocalist based in Connecticut, the New Haven scene. Um, and then we have a new feature episode with Wan Mi Jung, who is a uh, vocalist based in New York City. Um, and then we're finishing up the season with an episode I did with Amanda Monaco, who's a guitar player based in New York as well. And she's someone I've known for years. And so I thought I would like finish it on that note um it was very cool to sort of like get to throw up some microphones and have a conversation with her because i feel like she's one of those musical people in my life who has uh really like helped define my development and we've had so many impactful conversations and uh none of them are recorded so it's just kind of like fun for me on a personal note to just like have a conversation with her as part of the series so that's exciting um and then it's like, I have to figure out what is next for Input Output. I mean, we're going to start working on the second issue of the magazine soon, which is very exciting and very anxiety provoking because there's so much that goes into making a magazine issue. It's really, really wild. So uh, stay tuned, I guess. It's crazy. Like, I can't even imagine putting in that that work um, to, for a magazine like yeah well we had all these events planned too um <laughs> they got canceled uh because of the virus so that that also was a drag so there will be some event stuff coming up too so like we have a lot of stuff in the works and i mean i have people helping me that's the only way that i could do this uh we just brought on a new member to our team which is very exciting uh shout out to konami um she's been helping me with like social media and like research and like some special event stuff um so that's been really really helpful so um when this whole virus Sweet. thing blows over highly recommend hiring a knockout ginger co-producer 
I don't I don't think I, I don't think it's in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean same. <laughs> um no, yeah, it'll it's okay. It'll grow. Knockout Ginger is going to grow, and then it'll eventually be in the budget. Budget slowly as you take over the world with your podcast, and uh, you know, I'm still waiting for the Knockout Ginger hats. Like, where are those? Come on. <laughs> uh, they're in the mail. Okay. They're not. I haven't even ordered them yet. Uh, God damn it! They they got um. They were so expensive. So expensive, right? It's absurd. <laughs> um, I thought they were... So for a second, I thought they were affordable, but I was looking at um, American prices by accident. Oh, no. So once I converted to Canadian, I was like, okay, there's no chance this is happening. Oh, my right gosh. Now. That's so funny. Maybe, maybe once I start working again. Yeah, totally. I mean... We don't even know what life looks like on the other side of this. Maybe things are back to normal. Maybe this is actually like the phase right before the zombie phase. Like I, we don't know. <laughs> I'm hopeful. Great. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I'll send you this file. Okay. So look out for it. And uh, um, yeah. Sweet. Great to hear you or talk to you all the things it's good to hear from you too stay safe you also please it's more it's, it's much easier here i think well that's good well um also whenever you release this i'm gonna time it i'm trying to time it such that you are the io daily artist on the same day that you release it fyi oh sweet yeah yeah so keep me posted Sure, yeah. Okay.